They're like, oh shit. We had a single point of failure and now we're fucked. And now we are here. And now we are here. Yes. Welcome to the Kindness Economy podcast, where we talk about doing business from the heart outward. Today, we are going to be talking about diversification. Mm. And I will be specifically talking about what's happening with my shoulder, what's happening with my family. Like I know where we are in time and space. The numbers for September are in. They're not great. Doesn't matter. The important thing is our Rantafesto today will be diversification. Oh, and me. What am I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about conference. That's right. I'm back from conference. I'm going to talk some about workouts and and more about conference and social media. Also conference Conference. and uh, diversification and conference. (laughs) Can you sense a theme here? I'm sensing some. Yeah. conference oh god i missed you like it all tied together i'm so glad to be back to our like normal format and all the normal things oh god yeah those of you that are hanging through the like technical tiktok content i really appreciate yeah. you for hanging for with us through. um we're gonna get back to it yeah how are you doing oh uh jet lag is real damn I am back from conference and on the whole like personal care tip, I was impressed because I was able to maintain my skincare regimen. I was able to like wash and moisturize every evening. I kept up with the flossing and the brushing of the teeth. It was part of the whole like going to bed and sleeping soundly, even though I didn't necessarily sleep soundly. And oh, okay. Come on, come on. There is a cat wanting to get in my lap. Come on, there you go, baby. Yes. So yeah, the whole self-care thing while on the road was a very interesting experience to have that sort of success with. I feel it was a raging success. I was even able to do cars, like the controlled articulated rotations of joints. I would get up and stretch in between sessions at conference. Like I, I feel good about my ability, like the way I took care of myself while on the road. Um, and then coming back has just been hitting a brick wall. Not that I haven't been able to take care of myself, I'm still doing the same things, but like fatigue has set in and I'm just tired and my body's like, oh, it's 5 a.m.? No, that means it's 8 a.m., you should be awake. No, it means I need to get more sleep. And my body's like, no, we have to do things now. It's time, let's go. (sighs) I've been battling that, that is real. Are you done with your segment? Yeah, I mean, that's about where I am right now. I have an adorable cat in my lap. That's pretty good. Good job, little fuzzy familiar. So um, I have, uh, so trigger warning on, you know, childhood trauma. Yes. Um, I've been working on pain in my shoulder since February, I think. Mm -hmm. And I've been slowly digging away at it and digging away at it, but there's just some deep, like intense scar tissue in my back and with the body worker the deep tissue massage that i've been getting i started getting like flashes and visions in the middle of my session all about a traumatic incident from when i was seven years old where like my my family was a spare the rod spoil the child family Mm. and when you can't control your child in that state things escalate um i got expelled from school at seven years old and my mother took me home and and the thing that i tell myself to like kind of rationalize it and make sense of it is just like she thought she was beating the devil out of me And? and she beat me unconscious and there's a place where like the shoulder injury good job fuzzicito that's right our familiar cat is gonna snuggle me while we talk about this yes um good so yeah the the main pain is on the left side of my body and i i tip my shoulder forward with every single time that i move and it's because the door that she came in was on that side of the room 
And like, I'm realizing part of my kind of low grade and in and out depression isn't just my inability to get into the gym, but also like my body slowly processing this like chunk of trauma that's been left in my shoulder for 25 years. Yeah. And so like that happened. It's a lot. Um, you know, communicating that to my family and like the, I have five life partners that I have to know about this stuff. And it's just super like just humbling that there was a, like there was a therapist that was talking to me once about like shapes and your body will take shapes. And it's the shapes that you take from the trauma that you've had. I've never really experienced that explicitly in that way. And I'm honestly, I'm proud of myself for getting to that. Yeah. To getting to this place where, like, I talk about root of shame stuff all the time, and like the new podcast is going to be about this. And sometimes I wonder why I wait. And it's like, oh, that's why. Because mm. this is an important part, part of that of story. Mm -hmm. um, is there's also an injury that I've held on to for like 20 plus years. Like, that's a thing that humans will do, apparently. So cool. Lesson learned. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, just super light, casual childhood drama, like we do. Yeah. That's my first that's <laughs> my first segment. Yeah. That's your first segment. Yeah, I have a little bit more with family, but I'm you have conference. I know yeah. you have conference. I mean, yeah, but the conference is like the business part. There was the whole taking care of myself uh -huh. at conference. Oh. And also remembering to have fun. Mm. Um, or as much fun as I was interested in. Conference was in Orlando. <gasps> but I actually am not a Disney sort of jam. I mean, Maleficent, right? Uh, yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I just was not feeling it. Fair but enough. But what I did enjoy was hanging out at the pool and like just splashing my legs and sitting there, like, talking with friends that I hadn't seen in two years, um, drinking a margarita, and just like, what's been going on? Hey. Fun. Okay. Yeah. So, like, okay. Like, you cram all the information into your brain, and then you go chill by the pool. That's super cool. Yeah. That totally segues into um, my stepmom, because she was also in Orlando for no. her conference. See. It's land of conferences. So the family stuff that I haven't really been able to get into until now is like my stepmother is has been diagnosed with a terminal illness. And like the thing that Gary Vee talks about of just like, you know, you're fine until your people are in danger. Like that, my person, that is one real. of my people is in danger. And I'm so stressed. Like, cause like my, my stepmom's gonna die. And like, that's a thing you know, right? But it's not like a thing you wanna like, look forward, you're not, no one's looking forward to that. Yeah. And it's, it's she's diagnosed with um, multi-system atrophy. And in fairness, before we get into too much of this, I am not seeking um, advice for this. She is on her journey and we literally sent her to a conference where she got all of her questions answered from experts in the field of her particular thing, but we sent her to Orlando and it was super, super, I'm so proud of her. When she called me with the diagnosis to tell me what was going on, I was like, you call me, you let me know if you need anything and I'll figure out a way to make it happen. Just let me know. Mm -hmm. And she called and was like, I just found out there's a conference in Florida, you know, here's the information. Can you get me tickets and get me a hotel? in Florida. I'm like, yes, totally. Did the thing. And she's like the conference included access to Disney. Oh, because it's like a thing for sick people, right? Well, so like yeah. the ticket to the conference is free for patients and caregivers. And it includes access to like they got to see the light show and they got to do like a a one hour tour of Epcot Center basically is what my stepmother told me. Like my little sister did a quick run around with her at the, at the park and they got to save for an extra day to do more park stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, 
that was her play. Like she is that classic Disney thing. And like we, when we were kids and when her kids were of the age, like she's had like two broods, like I'm brood one. And then she had her another brood of kids with a second or third husband, whatever. One of those families. That's what we do. Um, With her other brood, she went to Disneyland, but like for the cost of going to Disneyland, you can go to all of the other parks and stay for a week for the cost of a single day at Disneyland. And so she was just like, uh, yeah, we're going to spend the money on all of the other parks and not do Disney like that. Those are the decisions she made for us as kids. And that's what she did for her other kids. And so like to actually get to do the big park was super cool. Like, yeah, I was so happy to be able to do that. Yay. That was awesome. That was good. Go, stepma. Mm. All right, Fuzzacito, I got to hit the buttons. <sighs> and she's like, nope, this lap uh, is mine. Uh, oh. See, Get into the elbow skin. It's That's the tastiest skin. Apparently, the kitty thinks it's the case tastiest skin. All right. Oh, we're working. We're working. It's the numbers time. Oh, it's the numbers time. Yeah. Mm. The numbers aren't great. But it's a good thing that I said that they could be bad last time. Because they are. <laughs> There's always the possibility. There's always the possibility. We've been so pumped to be over 300 a month for the last, since April. Right? Yeah. Um, and we got to 247 for the month of September. And that's not bad. Um, mm, not at all. It's still a lot. I'm still stoked about all of that. And it includes the thing that I've already seen in social media is when you do a technical episode, there's people that just like us as people and just want to hang out with us. Mm. They don't actually care about technical stuff. And I tried to be like, you know, just skip this week. We'll be back next week. You know? Okay. And so it's it's a I type of consistency, it. but it's not really consistency as far as the audience is concerned. It's a it's a weird it's a different show. Thing. It's a weird show. We did two weird shows this month, last month, so it kind of didn't look great. However, our biggest day was the first like uh, I got so pumped. All I see is about the lamp September. Right now. Yeah, I know you got. <laughs> but September first, we got forty downloads. Holy cow! Okay. And that is like a best day. So I was kind of looking at September and like, I was so, I was literally bummed out when I was doing the numbers and you can almost hear me doing the numbers for August and just like being really short with them. Because Mm -hmm. I wasn't in a position where I could talk about like we just had our best downloads in a day because it was for September September 1st. I remember that day you were just like, oh. And also, the thing that's sort of special about this time is when you look at the, the biggest download days generally, there's usually a little dip before or, uh, or after. Mm-hmm. So it's really just about counting. It's just like, well, there was just five from the day before that sort of got counted for the day of. And it's just, you know, in the averaging, it doesn't really mean a lot. But this one, it doesn't have the dip on either side. And in fact, it has like... Uh, like a big peak, a 25 download day right before it, and otherwise stick into that 15 a day. And that's just really awesome to see that. That was, I was pumped for that. And then proceeded to just have a pittery rest of the month. Eh, that's how it goes sometimes. So those are the, the number numbers. Um, but the I'm I'm also really proud of the content that I made the TikTok tactics episode that I created because I also did the video for that and I am going to be producing a video for that and I got the transcript for that so I'm going to be able to do like a triple threat on that content because that's that's important content. It's not our target audience's favorite stuff but for the folks that are technical that's still like good stuff to have handy. For LinkedIn Mm. for, for, for Twitter that is going to be good. Yeah. For for YouTube, that's awesome content for us to put on YouTube. That's going to perform well on YouTube. So it didn't do well here, but what I did do was create content that is going to be useful elsewhere. And is, I am really proud of that work, even though it doesn't reflect in the numbers the way that 
we you know I put in quotes we would like, like it to da 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 like doesn't doesn't always have to winning isn't always up and to the right sometimes there's a dip in the numbers and the important thing is understanding what actually occurred and that why that happened and what we're planning to do where's our investment where's our you know mm -hmm. and it's that getting to the discussion of diversification expansion expansion don't make it just a single point of failure oh. if this podcast was a single point of failure the last month would be a failure that i put in quotes like it's not a failure it's me producing on another other stuff me putting in energy to make it spread out the content to keep it relevant and keep it available to people who need it yeah so, oh. and, and to cuddle the cat and you do your turn and kitties oh i don't have numbers so much as more stuff from conference um i was i did social media for the conference i attended which was a really huge stretch for me well not a huge stretch because i live tweet most conferences i go to anyway but i actually signed up with the organization and said yes i am going to ha handle social media for this conference and you were putting out content you were putting out like dozens of pieces a day yeah it was awesome i cranked it out and i actually have been getting feedback this week for uh the way i did the international panel oh, nice. because like we had a panel of five uh five organizers from different countries each each panelist got the same three questions, which made it easy because it was it was specifically for us to be able to see and compare their answers across countries and then just like discuss those and have like identify trends and whatnot. Um, but since we had the questions, I put the question, I identified all the panelists, I put the question and then just started threading each person's response under their name. So like it's, each person's response was a single thread underneath all of that, um, which was an experiment that I did on the fly. I have not typed that fast since typing class. Um, and you're doing it with your thumbs. And I, yeah, no, I was. I oh. had. I had oh, no laptop. Oh, good job. Nice. No, like I knew that much because I had my notes as a PDF, and I was taking notes. Oh, okay. Like on the screen with the PDF, um, because that's how. Like they give you the slides. I'm like, okay, I've kind of migrated away from having a notebook. I just sort of have mm. one to jot things down if I don't want to put them in my notes. But you know, like I'm toggling back and forth between Twitter and my notes and just taking notes. Um, but a lot of people, and actually I got this from people, the, a lot of the international attendees that I was, uh, the fact that I was typing all that up made it easier for them because they're listening to all these responses in English and having to concentrate in order to take the information in. So being able to double back and listen or read the responses as opposed to concentrating on taking the information in mm -hmm. in the moment apparently is useful. Hey, so there's That's that. That's awesome. So like I did that, I did a lot of networking. Oh my God, okay, like I'm thinking about the magnitude of you stuff that I was your ass off. doing at conference. I, uh, in getting my coaching certificate, cause I'm a certified organizing coach and like an accredited ACC, yeah, accredited certified coach, like under the International Coaches Federation. Um, but I went so all out getting all my classes that I overshot my course load for getting my COC. So I am one course away from the next level up. So oh. yeah, so I'm taking that class this fall. Nice. Um, and then I'm sitting for my exams in the spring. So yeah, I'm going for my PCC level for the International Coaching Federation. And what is it? C. LOC, Certified Life Organizing Coach. So then it's like life logistics, basically. The shit that comes at you and you have to go, ah, and figure it out. Like that's what I'm training to, or have been trained to coach people through. Major life transitions and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I've, I did hustle. Mm -hmm. I, and I don't like it, I'm, I'm just now stopping to take it all in because I've just been like, go, 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 go. Um, the other thing I did 
is I joined the marketing committee for the Institute for Challenging Disorganization and even saying it, I feel like you could like. There's a cringiness happening in yeah, her you body can see. there. <clears throat> it is very uncomfortable. Um, I am joining the marketing team and working on social media because it's something that I need to work on for myself. And I figure the best way to do that is just to sort of just get, do it. Just get the fuck in there. Just like get get just get up to the elbow with it. Just blah. Mm, um, visual. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing that. And again, like I had my first phone call with head of marketing and that is a thing. And there's been a lot of um active discounting of myself like oh, I didn't do that much oh what do you think you're doing like I'm mm-hmm. I am actively contending with that voice in the back of my head <sighs> but I am doing the damn thing anyway which is interesting interesting very interesting um exciting in a way yeah, and then that's awesome. Yeah, like just coming back with a boatload of new information. Like I didn't even touch on all the shit we talked about at conference, which was a lot. Um, and also the shit that I walked into when I came back, like like the bearskin and that sort right. of thing. I don't even know where that fits. <laughs> um, if, if you have seen my social media feed at all, I talk about um, contacting the Washoe tribe because I, in the course of my work, I acquire things that need disposal, and one of the things I acquired was a bear skin. Like, skin of a bear. I think it was hanging on a wall in a cabin in Tahoe. That would be the yes. Yeah, and so I was like, well, that's, uh, hmm, that covers Washoe tribe area. So I got in touch with them, like, so I have this thing and I'm not quite sure what to do with it. And I felt very awkward doing it. Like there's no instruction manual on how to dispose of bear skin. Um, but it seemed like the thing to do to get in touch with the tribe and like say, hey, um, do you want this? Is this something that's, that is important to you? And I did and they said, now we're good. We decline. It's like, okay, cool. Just wanted to check. But I felt good that I did it. It's like, okay. It's because if it turned out that they did need it or want, want it for something, mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah, absolutely. Um, but that, that was an interesting experience. And again, thinking about like the level of weird that my job encompasses sometimes. I think that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. There's never a dull moment. There's always like, okay, what do we do with this? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I have, I have recently signed up for a class. I have, uh, I listened to Seth Godin's podcast, and um, have read at least part of the This Is Marketing book, and I just love him. He's just such a sweet dude. I'm picking up what he's putting down. Um, like I'm wearing my Gary V shirt or whatever, and he's kind of a more way more aggressive dude, way more aggressive. Yeah. But Seth Godin is just super chill. It's like his level of humility and like calm it's like oh yes lovely yes let's let's hang out together and i will learn things from you and here take my dollars that sounds great um and and i'm realizing like part of what i exist for on social media isn't about making money like i am not marketing myself to make money necessarily like there's a long tail game where i'm i do have plans to do stuff to make money but in the short term i don't actually care and if those long tail plans never work out i also don't care and the reason why is because the reason i'm doing social media at all is to just exist as a queer human in the world living life because in my community my people with their parents may or may not have parents that love their queerness Hmm. and I just need to exist as an example of a human loving their queerness and loving their life and like it's just okay 
So it never, like, the freedom that I have to never monetize anything, to not, I don't, it doesn't matter. I just need to exist so that um, kids know that it's possible. And it's, it's so important to me personally that I'm willing to put all of the energy and all of this, this just gear and <laughs> our time and everything into existing and figuring out how these tools work so I can teach my other friends who are also queer how to exist in this space. And I never need to make a dollar doing that. That is more important. And there's also been like this, I've been having this thing where like I feel like less than because I'm not making money. And I have to be like reminded like in therapy of like, yes, I'm curating these human brains and their inner monologue so that they cannot be assholes. And that's a very important job and there's no dollar amount that anyone can put on that. Yeah. Um, but I still feel weird. And maybe it's because I spend a lot of time in these entrepreneurial spaces where it's just like, you know, produce something. Um, and I'm just having to remind myself that I'm trying to produce good people. And I'm trying to show and teach love, unconditional love. And, and the money is any any money is extra if i can manage to make money doing this great if i if 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 i get so broke that i can't do this that's also i mean that's okay mm. i don't need a studio to make bullshit for insta you know <laughs> if i have to sell off all this gear because of something like that's a possibility i wouldn't consider that a failure nah so uh like the why for me, the making it matter more than anything for me is I want to just keep kids alive and show them love and happiness in a queer life. And not everything else is extra, even including the love for the cat, which I appreciate. Uh, um, I don't think that cat's going anywhere. I don't think the cat, I have to go to the bathroom though, so the cat's going to have to move. Oh no. <laughs> We're going to come back with our diversity rantification. <laughs> Rantifesto. We're going to come back with our diversity rantifesto. Just a second. Lights, camera. Rantifesto. And now I have a cat licking my paw. Mmm. <laughs> Kitty's cute. Kitty's gonna. Kitty's now in Courtney's lap. So Rantifesto time. So uh, the reason that I wanted to talk about diversification today is in the news right now is um, Iceland had uh, Wow Airlines suddenly went under, which yes. was a while ago. Yeah. But their entire economy was tied up in tourism centered around that cheap travel that Wow Airlines was bringing to them. Mm. And now that the Wow Airlines has collapsed, they're like, oh shit, we had a single point of failure and now we're fucked. Yeah. That's just a thing. Yeah. And you know, to get super political about it, like the thing, like the arguments that I have with my bio dad about socialism, that I say, the, his understanding of socialism, that I put in quotes. In quotes. That like, you know, Venezuela, is a great example of why socialism is a terrible idea. It's like, no, Venezuela is actually a, an example of why diversification is important because you can't just have a single very, very rich industry, in their case, oil, or in the Icelandic case of tourism. You can't have that single point of failure for your entire ec economy. You've got to diversify. Mm -hmm. You've got to have a few things. You really want to have three. You want to have a good three industries in whatever region you're at to get a good communal economy wherever you're at like you need that at um, least yeah i mean thinking about diversification i i am a tech spouse um and i remember 
having the conversation about, <coughs> excuse me, about uh, venturing into tech myself and thinking like I was obligated to, like if one tech's, you know, if one tech salary is good, two tech salaries is better. And both hands. Yeah, but then I remember thinking like, no, 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 because um, my spouse's field is much more volatile than mine was. Mm. Um, and one of the things that we realized is between layoffs, I was the one working at a regular clip, like just bang, but my job was boring, it was low key, it was steady, and it held us, it held things for a while sometimes. It's like, okay, that's a thing. Um, and then once he was getting things like uh, stock options, there was the question, and yet, yeah, I'm coming back around to diversification, I promise. No, I get it. Um, but there was the, the whole notion of getting stock options from the company he was working at. And it's like, okay, great, you're gonna hang on to those? And he was like, absolutely the fuck not. To which my response was, why not? And his response was like, I, I already work for the company. That's my stock. Like, I will take the money from that and put it in something else. But if the company, if anything goes wrong for this company, then not only am I out of a job, but I'm holding worthless options. So just in sort of a, like I'm bringing that up as sort of a real, like tangible, hard case of diversification as it's shown up in my life. Um, but there's also just the varying, the varying viewpoints you can get just looking at diversification outside of diversifying your portfolio having more than one point of failure available to you. So you have room to screw up, that you're not just hung up on. Um, and I actually wanna back up a second from that. Sure. Um, because it's not just one point of failure, but more than one point of view. Gives you a more complete picture of what's going on. Gives you a 3D evaluation. So, I don't know, like, what the heck was it? Some mattress company was doing a test with something and like their marketing team was all dudes and the mm. test had like blue on a mattress from above that looked just like the old school maxi pad. That ads. is funny. And that's the first thing people went to when they saw it. And one of the first questions, and you see this happen so many times in marketing campaigns, were there not any women in the room? I mean, quite likely. I, like, come on. Like, this is, nope, you can tell. It was just a room full of white dudes. Well, it's <laughs> one of the things that social media marketing is in, in, injecting into marketing is that it's a space, social media marketing is a space dominated by women, mm. by and large. Folks socialized as women are crushing it in social media marketing because we tend to be the people out there doing social stuff. We're the ones doing marketing stuff with our phones and as we can sort of spaces because because we're busy doing other stuff also the access to the rooms where the decisions for like big marketing campaigns like not all of us are in those rooms yeah and uh mm. and now now i feel like i want to like dive back into conference and Please just do. like because that was that was a very interesting experience like i like my feel i like my job i like my practice i like my field I like learning about things in it. I enjoyed conference immensely, but I was very aware, extraordinarily aware, that I was the only black person in the room. Like literally, or are you saying like? Literally. Whoa. I was the only black person in the room. It's not hyperbole, it's a fact. Um, and that, I'm not gonna say that's a negative, but it's damn uncomfortable. Um, the thing, one of the things that I posted about it, at least on my personal account, was that it added another, like I'm already managing my anxiety in the room. Being on, being extroverted, being engaging, being on top of things. Managing that, their social media content. Yeah, I mean like that takes a certain amount of spoons. And then to have the hyper awareness of being the only black person in the room, kind of lurking in the back of my head, just added this extra 
sheen of sweat to my anxiety. <laughs> Just a little extra glow, clicks, two clicks extra glow. Oh, man. And it's, it's something that I was just very aware of. And I had a colleague, I had a couple of colleagues, bless them, actually come up and say, so what's your take on it? Like, you can see this room does not have a lot of diversity. And I laughed. I actually doubled over laughing um, be, because of the absurdity of the question and relief that they said it as opposed to me because it takes on a completely different tenor when it comes out of their mouth as opposed to mine. Um, mm -hmm. And being aware that it takes on a completely different tenor is what I'm talking about with that extra sheen of social awareness where it's like, eh, read the room. Um, but I was relieved that they asked it. Um, I was amused because they asked it in front of a couple of heady, heavy hitters in the industry. Um, and everyone was very interested. And one of the things that I brought up is, you know, I feel like I'm going into like industry secrets here or something, but whatever. That's what this um, is for. But one of the things I brought up is that I will joke with people sometimes that my job replicates a social function that doesn't exist anymore because of the structure of the nuclear family and the way things are structured. Commodifying of everything. To consume, everything's a consumable. Mm -hmm. So that social structure, that social underpinning is sort of missing in a lot of the world. But it is not necessarily missing in black communities. I mean, like I'm doing the role, like I am Aunt Courtney. And like a lot of Black families have an Aunt Courtney or the aunt or the cousin who does the things that I do professionally for the family, like that that role exists. But that role is also not something that's seen as a career, something you make a career out of. Or something that's even paid for. Yeah. So, and as I'm bringing it up, you can like kind of see people's faces go, Ugh. I'm like, it's not that they hate you or anything. Like, no, you're actually, kind of cool once you your shoulders come down a little bit everything's cool but that doesn't change the fact that yes this room is overwhelmingly white like it's it just is ah uh, and i i don't have an answer for it like i'm not the one you need to be asking <laughs> I'm, i mean i i feel you but i can't solve that problem for you I can just tell you what my experience is and what my understanding from my vantage point is. And that's kind of why you need multiple sets of eyes, diverse eyes, on the situation and on the issue. Well, the thing that, that I thought about when you brought it up was just like, part of what makes your job even possible is the fact that we are in a largely liberal area. Yes. Where I think in a lot of places, the one of the issues like, for childcare providers, for people that want to work as organizers or anything else, is like service industry work is so deeply undervalued. Yes. And particularly when you're getting service work and housework, kind of domestic services in general from people of color, there's a double devaluing that occurs that makes it unique that Courtney can make a career out of this. Yeah. Because of where we, we live in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, where people they have not only they're affluent enough to afford an organizer to begin with bingo but they're they're less likely to engage in that bias that devalues courtney based on her being black or her being a woman or any of those sorts of that's less likely to be a thing yeah me. and people and going back to the social part of it people are we're in california the, like we're not natives we're not native californians we're not locals, not like everybody's come from someplace else. Well, I'm a native Californian. I'm third generation California, but that's rare. Yeah, that is. I that's didn't realize that. That's the reason why we have property. Um, it's because, because my grandparents bought property in Redwood City for like less than $10,000. Good grief. Okay. They paid like, they, I think they, uh. they paid like $4,800 for their property in Redwood City. For those of you not in the Bay, that is holy shit yeah okay it, but, but but yes most the, people most people, most people are, are, are transplants to the bay area and, and so they don't have the social ties yeah they're yeah. not local to their families they don't have that family backup 
when someone needs to downsize or mm -hmm. when there's that sort of, oh, someone's died, we need to figure out what to do and how to disperse their goods. The family's not here. Mm -hmm. Things have to be shipped off. I ship so many things off. I mean, that's part of why I can show up to grandma mm -hmm. is because she's, she's there. in her house. Because it's her house. Mm -hmm. Go grandma. Grandma, I love her. Yeah. Uh, so is that your... You can I mean, pause a second a, for you to no, have I'm some pausing for a second throttle, to like, throttle situation. <laughs> I like chug my tea too fast. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it that got like feeling painful hot mm -hmm. in the throat. It's like, wait. Oh God. All right. But yeah, no, like it's, it's that dependence on the notion. Like there is one single viewpoint, one single thing to invest in, one single stance to hold that is the one true you can't see my hand it's like up over everything like the one true way the one true view when really the world is a 3d place the world is full of other people and all of their experiences are so crazily different <laughs> i am thinking like in the focusing on one spot the thing that i think about is that when you're focused on a single point that is your become dogmatic to you your ass is hanging out. <laughs> and that is like for sure what's happening. Your ass is hanging out. And it just takes somebody to be like, poke, and you're, you're gonna be uncomfortable. <laughs> and what you do in that moment, it says a lot about, you know, where you are as a human. And I'm not judging. Talking about You've got it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Naruto scene that is, uh, 10,000 years of death. Did you just invoke Naruto? I did. Oh I'm reading God. a lot of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I just feel like there's so much that like people that like the, the companies that are doing their advertising based on their, these old studies and models and bias. This is the way it's always it been. It must be this way. It's and it's just like, your ass is hanging out. Your ass is hanging out and somebody's going to walk around and be like, smack it. And you're gonna not you're not gonna be happy and you're gonna feel like an idiot because <laughs> your ass was hanging out and that's what happened to the taxis their ass was hanging out mm. they weren't managing their shit well they thought they had a monopoly on something and somebody came along and smacked them now i'm not endorsing uber i really hope this you know the the, the, the law change for them i hope yeah. that really like makes them think about the way they've externalized all their cost of doing business yep let's take some responsibility for any any of your business friends <laughs> so so let's talk about positive takeaways please let's i know the 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 uh, it's easy to get single-mindedness what, what are we gonna do oh educate yourself all the time never think you're done always be learning I think the most important thing is just that. Always be learning. Never think you're done with that. Because you know what? I promise we're not. No, done. It's changing too fast. And why and our brains, once you like embrace that and you're like, yes, it's just like, you know, you embrace the suck of exercise. Yeah. It's a different kind of exercise. Like running I'm gonna run off of that for a minute because sure. one of the things I'll tell people is like, you know what? Your laundry is never done ever or the dishes or the trash yeah. just people keep expecting that like there is the cult of done and the notion and but people want that done to apply across the board through their whole lives and that unfortunately or fortunately is not the case like the the things that there are to figure out are in the same state as the laundry or the dishes there's like whatever is behind you that you can't see it's the underwear that you still have on the under your clothes that you have to like take off and go oh, all right it's laundry it's always happening and it's always unfolding and sometimes it's in bigger bursts than others like getting a grip on a, a new technology or a new variant in the technology or the way it's used but there's always more information to take in and there's also in that more uh how do I say this? More stances from which to look at those new things. Different people use technology in different ways. Um, like The thing I have is that it's either moving up or moving down. You were either Maybe. growing or decaying. 
it's that stagnant. brain thing. Yeah, the, you don't want to be stagnating that brain. You either use it or you lose it. And you will either be growing or you will be decaying. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with decay. You learn a lot when things fall apart. Oh, yes, you, you do. You will learn everything you need to know about growth as things fall apart. If you choose to keep your heart and mind open to that process, you can you will find learn. a bottom somewhere uh -huh. in some mire and see the pieces that need to come together to build yourself like up. You will find out what is essential real quick in a disaster. There is always an opportunity for growth. And being willing to open yourself up, being willing to even look for that and seek that out, yeah. to me is the very first. And being like genuine, like, mm, I know what I want to say. Cultivate a sense of curiosity. I think that's my answer for everything. Mm. Like just cultivate that sense of curiosity, not in order to serve you being a master of all information, because again, that information is going to change. It's, but it's just to stay curious about what those changes are. Because in that state of curiosity, it's going to be harder to clamp down and be like, oh, this is the one true. No, like. This is for now. No. For this up? moment in time and space, it can be the, the thing, but the next moment like, in time and space is there? coming. How's That's that work? beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. And we can close it. I think our third, positivity. There is a good way to see what's happening. There's a thing that you can pull out of this to that thing that when you're down there to build from, that's that is always there the finding the positivity of you know what is the positive outcome for i mean just the the positive outcome for me of my mom's death and the building all of this out of that mm. like the part where i moved out of her shadow is the part where all of this started. all this came from yeah I'm going back. I just picked up the book with please the please uh, do yeah with the bees because I figured this would make a good close. I yes, know. please. Because um, yeah, now that we have materials to work with, we work. The card teaches us to accept the limitations of our physical existence and set out to transform them and make the best of them. So yeah. that like change is inherent in that. Absolutely, it's not a static state. It's something that you engage with. You change it, but in a way it changes you too. So stay curious, stay thirsty, my friends. Stay positive and just stay learning. Yeah, that feels really good. Mm. So that is our episode yeah. for this week. Oh, I've missed you. <sighs> it's so nice to be back. Good groove to be back in. If you have stories or ideas or thoughts about diversity yeah. that you would like to share with us, the email is kindnessecon at, at gmail.com. Gmail oh, I also want to say a special thank you to Dixie because she gave the podcast a shout out. I didn't mention that at all. No, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Oh she gave God. the podcast a shout out um, from the stage at Body Storytelling. Can't, you can't uh, buy it. The, and it was a sold out like that. it was a sold out house for the Folsom edition of body storytelling our friends love us yeah That's and nice. they like yeah so there were people like signing up that in front of me like holding up our webpage That's so cute though because we actually lost subscribers because of the tiktok tech stuff oh, we really? totally did we lost and so we lost two and then i noticed later for like no reason we gained two and i was like oh that's not a thing i've i, have, I watched them do it <laughs> i pretend like i'm all detached from these numbers no, but i do watch care a things. little bit i do so yeah bit. i did want to say thank you to dixie for giving that shout out and welcome to those of you who um are just now figuring out that i can talk mm. <laughs> That's and an if you joke. have thoughts or ideas or feelings that you'd like to share with us, please email. Or if you would like to check out our back catalog, which is can, extensive, it is now. You can go to uh, kindnessecon.com. And to find me on the internet, I am Rebecca Oliveira. You can find me at Bonus Parent Baba all over the social medias. And me, I am Courtney King. And you can find me at the website seeking solutions that is the letter c k i n g solutions.com and yeah i'm routing everything through that that's what i'm working with that's Rowdy a good Fair idea around. that's a good idea i need to 
I, we're, oh yeah, we're going to oh, yeah. do some website we're stuff doing, soon. We're doing the things. Oh, we're updating. All right. Um, thank you so much. Please take excellent yes. care of yourself and the people and the world around you. Welcome back. Be kind, motherfuckers. I'll see you in the future. Check one two. Ooh. Oh, and that's better. Elbow skin. That looks so oh, much better. It even sounds better in the headphones. Oh, it, I also noticed that when I got up to the mic, and I was like, "Oh, oh. there I am." High, high oh. face. Everyone, deep breath. <sighs> okay, it's time to do so now the thing. Cards. The kitty has come to join us. Yeah. Well, it's like our appropriately tiny, spooky. Our studio. Our studio familiar. Studio familiar. Bessie is under our feet. Yeah, so now I'm like moving very cautiously because I don't want to clip her <clears throat> with the chair. With the chair, she'll, she'll figure out the perimeter. Okay. Okay, there she is. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to pick whoa, a whoa, card whoa. without dropping them all. Oh. Ooh, bees. Yeah, I got work. Oh, I love that. What is it? It's Earth. Mm. Earth three. Getting to know these signals. Mm. Are the symbols. All right. Three of Earth, work. Correspondences. Do you want to read this for me and I can play with the... Uh, and then you'll take the card yeah, yeah. up to the camera. So where are we? Okay, three of Earth is work. <coughs> Pardon me. Correspondences. Mars in Capricorn. Key words. On the positive. Manifestation. Realization, duty, development, growth, progress, material increase, creation. Negatives, feeling listless or scattered, inability to focus on a goal, laziness, burnout. Meaning, now that we have materials to work with, we work. In a sense, the card teaches us to accept the limitations of our physical existence and then set out to transform them and make the best of them. Exploring the cards. Bees symbolize dedication to work and mastery. They are architects, dancers, collectors of nectar and pollen, nurses, and fierce defenders of their hive. The warm sweetness of their honey richly connects them to the element of earth. That's awesome. I love bees. Yeah. I this like is a really good card for today. Today we're going to talk about diversification. Uh-huh. And I love bees. They're so great. We like them. They come hang out in the garden. So we have two little, two little uh, guides for us today. We will have our cat and our, our bees. Okay.